0: This evening we invite you to Genesis chapter 3 once again, Genesis chapter 3, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 7 uh, tonight, and we'll be reading to the end of the chapter. Genesis 3, beginning with verse number 7, it says, "...and the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked." Because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, And has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and the dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins, and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of these verses. This morning we considered that of the first six verses of Genesis chapter 3. And as we did, we said uh, Genesis 3 is like that of the whole book of Genesis. It is uh, the seed, seed plot of the scriptures. And what we mean by this is, is that from Uh, that of this chapter and also the whole book uh, we have that of cardinal truths uh, that uh, are cardinal truths of our faith as we were reading those verses here tonight there was one truth uh, that I would just draw your attention to uh, uh, here real quick before we actually get into that of uh, the message, and that is where the Lord God was speaking. Uh, says, when the Lord God said, "Behold, the man has become as us, one of us, become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and live forever, therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden." You know, there, there, that little pronoun, us us you remember when we were in genesis chapter 1 back a little while back we noted that also in genesis chapter 1 i believe it's verse 26 that uh, we have the lord speaking he said let us make man in our image and in our likeness there also we have the word us and uh, many commentators when they comment on that verse in particular, they say uh, uh, we can't really say that this is uh, the Trinity uh, here. But you know, as uh, you look here in Genesis chapter 3, you also have that that little pronoun us again, uh, which I believe just uh, really emphasizes the fact uh, that yes, we do have uh, the uh, Trinity right here in the very beginning uh, of the Scriptures. Uh, so, the, the the cardinal doctrine uh, of the Trinity is found right here in the very, very beginning of the Scriptures. Now tonight, we want to continue on, beginning with verse number 7. And uh, this morning, uh, we dealt with the first six verses and our subject was uh, that of the origin of human sin. Tonight, our topic is Uh, the consequences of sin. The consequences of sin. There are many consequences uh, of sin. But the first thing that we would uh, draw your attention to is that it has consequences with regards to that of relationships. And the first relationship that we would draw your attention to uh, that it has a consequence with is that of the Lord. That of the Lord. Beginning with verse number seven of the passage it says, And the eyes of them both were open, speaking of that of Adam and Adam and Eve. And they knew that they were naked, and they sowed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. The first thing that we would note here is with regards to that of Adam and Eve's relationship with the Word God. Whereas before, there was no fear. They were in perfect harmony with that of their God. But right immediately after that of the fall, after Eve and Adam had sinned against God, had rebelled against them, we're told that their eyes were open, uh, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And the man said, "The woman whom thou gavest to me to be with me, she gave me the tree, and I did eat." i in the wrong passage. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. So the first thing that we see here after Adam and Eve sinned is is that they were afraid. They were afraid. And they hid themselves when they heard the Lord walking in the garden. Whereas prior to this, uh, all indications would be that they had had that of a relationship with the Lord uh, that was a, uh, a friendly relationship. They did not fear uh, him in the sense that it is talking about here in that of our uh, passage. But actually they were afraid at this point. And when you think about it, rightfully so, because they had sinned against God, the Creator the One who had created them and had made them and placed them there in the garden. They had disobeyed Him. They had rebelled against Him. And they both knew the consequences. You may eat of all the trees of the garden, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not partake, for in the day that thou partakest, thou shalt die. Thou shalt die. They didn't know anything about death. But I'm sure by that of the statement that they knew that it wasn't something that was good. So the first thing that we see with regards to that of the consequence of sin was it created a problem for the relationship that was between that of Adam and Eve with that of the Lord. They wanted to hide from God. Well, as you and I both know, there is no hiding from God. He knows everything. And there's no place that we can go uh, and and, and hide. There's no cave. There's no hole that we can run to. uh, that the Lord isn't there and that He would know that we were there also. The relationship with God they wanted to hide. It had been broken. It had been broken. There was a separation. There was uh, that harmony broken that had been there between that of them and that of the relationship. The second thing that I would draw your attention to is, is that not only did sin create a problem for that of Adam and Eve with regards to that of God, between them and God, but it created a problem for them. For, for them, And that of their relationship with one another. In verse 7 it says, The eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Down in verse 12 it says, And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me the tree and I did eat. And then in verse number 16 it says, unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. The first thing with regards to the relationship to others is is that we see that sin caused a division. It caused a division between that of Adam and Eve. The eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me she gave me of the tree and I did eat that was Adam speaking unto the Lord who had uh, uh, began to interrogate him for that of what had taken place so there was immediately that of division it brought the blame game The woman whom Thou gavest Me, Adam said. It's her fault. And then the woman said, it's that serpent. It's that serpent. In Verse number 13, it says, And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that Thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. The serpent. The serpent beguiled me. It was his fault. So, in the relationship with that of others, we see the blame game coming into existence. People blaming others for that of the consequence of their sin. And it also brought sorrow. It brought sorrow. Can you imagine the sorrow that came between that of Adam and Eve over that of what had happened? Here they were blaming one another. Blaming God. Blaming the serpent. uh, Not taking that of responsibility for that of their sin. It brought division. It brought that of great sorrow and that of the relationship between that of Adam and Eve and there was in that blame game. Then we have that of the situation of Adam and Eve themselves. The eyes of them both were open, verses seven and eight. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Verse 10, it says, And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Verse 16, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Verse 19, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return to the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and to dust shalt thou return. For Adam and Eve, there were personal consequences. Spiritually speaking, there was guilt that came to them. They began to have a guilty conscience. Spiritually speaking, they died. There was that separation uh, that took place between them uh, and uh, the Lord. Then there was that of the physical issues. uh, That of pain, sorrow, aging, uh, and death. Uh, that was going uh, to come unto them. Note some of these uh, uh, verses here uh, that we read. Verse number 16, it says, unto the woman He said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. This was some of the consequences for that of the woman. Consequences that she had to bear. Uh, he says, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. This is the Lord speaking on, uh, to that of the woman. Multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. And then for the man, verse 19, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return on the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, and dust thou art, and to dust shalt thou return. The earth, whereas it had brought forth uh, that of trees, was that of fruit, there was beauty, there was no thorns or thistles or weeds necessarily that we know of. But after the fall, it was a whole different story. Before the fall, everything was at their fingertips. But after the fall, that was not the case for that of the man. It says, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and the dust shalt thou return. The ground was cursed. Adam would have to sweat and toil over that of the ground. Things would not be like they had been prior for them in the Garden of Eden. So for themselves there was a guilty conscience, separation from God, pain, sorrow, aging, and death. Not only spiritual death, but physical death. And they had, individually, to have to deal with this as we look at the, the Lord coming to that of Adam in the cool of the day walking Verse 8, it says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And, And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto them Adam, and he said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Note verses 10 and 11. Adam had never experienced what he experienced here in these two verses. Lord God called unto Adam in verse 8 or verse 9 and said unto him, Where art thou? And he answered in verse 10. He said, I heard thy voice and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, verse 11 took her. Who told thou that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I command thee that thou shouldest not eat? Here we have the Lord interrogating that of Adam here. Adam had never experienced this. Here we have that of God, the judge, interrogating that of Adam, wanting to know some answers. And of course, Adam, he pointed to that of the woman. He said, it was that woman that you gave me. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that, this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. There in verse number 13, we have the Lord interrogating that of the woman. What is this that thou hast done? Note both times. Verse eleven who told thee that thou thou was naked hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest eat? what is this that thou hast done the Lord here he, he interrogates them, and as he interrogates them, he in the question puts the blame right where it deserved it was deserved it was upon that of Adam and Eve they they were the problem it was what they had done and so in that of the relationship with god not only was it broken because of that of their sin but in that relationship they began to experience that of god's anger God's anger with regards to that of the sin that they had committed. They experienced Him as that of judge. And not only as judge, but that of the one who gave the verdict. <coughs> Guilty. Guilty. Guilty for having sinned. Last of all, we have a relationship with that of the world. Relationship with that of the world. Over in verse number 17, it says, And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened with the voice of thy, to the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, "Thou shalt not eat of it," cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return to the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. The ground was cursed, and the creatures were made subject to vanity. In the New Testament, Paul speaks of that of what took place, the consequence of that of the episode here in Genesis chapter 3 where Adam and Eve sinned. Romans chapter 8 and beginning with verse 19, it says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subject the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. Beloved, when Adam and Eve sinned, it wasn't just merely that of consequences that affected them, but it affected that of the world also. There were some consequences for the world. Our actions, they affect others. What we do affects others. And the consequences were indeed great. In verse 20 it says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was, was the mother of all men. <coughs> and Adam also unto his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and them? And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now must he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims, and a flaming sword was turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Wow, what what drastic consequences we have here. But yet, even in the midst of all the consequences, we see that of God's grace. God's God's grace. What took place in Genesis chapter 3 didn't surprise the Lord. In verse number 15, we have a promise. And it's interesting here And what's interesting is we see that the Lord, in dealing out the consequences, He deals with that of the serpent first. And there are some real consequences for that of the serpent. But in the midst of it, there is hope for that of Adam and Eve. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his head. This is the first promise in Scripture of the Deliverer. Who we know as the Lord Jesus Christ. And what's so interesting here is, is that the Lord deals with that a serpent and a serpent and he tells him the consequences for him. And in the midst of it, he speaks of this deliverer. And that is before Adam's consequences is given to him and the woman. the Lord here is speaking to that of the serpent in verse 15 and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel unto the woman he said I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and then down in verse 17 and unto Adam he said because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it cursed is the ground for thy sake In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thine life. And then we have verse twenty and Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. We see that of God's grace, and we also see that of faith being expressed here as we look at that of Adam he calls his wife Eve the mother of all living that implies that Adam believed that death was not going to come immediately to them that there was That there was hope that the Lord wasn't going to wipe them out completely, immediately, right at the moment. So we see the grace of God. We see that of the promise of the deliverer. We see that of evidence of faith and that of Adam. Then later on, if you note over in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, 'I I have gotten a man from the Lord. I have gotten a man from the Lord. There are those who believe that this statement of Eve, that in making this statement, she was thinking. She was she was looking for out of that, that promised one that the lord had spoken of here and then down in verse number 21 it says unto adam and also unto his wife did the lord god make coats of skins and clothe them and clothe them Remember back earlier in the chapter, Adam and Eve, they had taken fig leaves to cover themselves. But they were nothing in the sight of God. They stood bare before Him. But here we see Him making coats of skin for that of Adam and Eve. And in the process those coats of skin would imply that there had been that of a sacrifice of an animal. That blood had been shed. That's all that is implied here. And yet, beloved, as we look forward and out of what we see in that of the future, we can look back on that and we can say here is that of a type of that of what was going to become reality. Blood being shed. Animal sacrifice. Clothing. Through that of death Adam and Eve was closed. And it's through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ they were closed. Not speaking physically, but closed in that of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 22, it says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, unless he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever, therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword was turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Here we see God driving Adam and Eve out of the garden. The paradise that they had known, they lost. No longer access unto. It. Yes, the consequences were great for that of their sin. And yet we see God's grace. God's grace in the picture. Grace abounding. Uh, Let us stand and we'll have a closing hymn. We'll sing one stanza of amazing grace. Amazing grace how sweet the
1: sound that saved all Eternal purpose to create the world and Father, provide. suffering for being found everything that's good Lord we as our God, as our Lord we pray that you would bless us now as we uh, go out into this uh, coming week uh, Or may we honor and glorify thee uh, Lord you bless our families bless your gospel to each of their hearts, may thy Holy Spirit, may their teacher, Uh, Lord bless the gospel to this whole world, uh, to our nation, Uh, Lord we uh, pray that you would be merciful to us, Uh, we certainly deserve wrath and judgment, Uh, Father we do pray that you would be uh, merciful uh, uh, through Christ his work and that uh, thy Holy Spirit would move uh, across this world, uh, accomplishing Lord, thy good purpose. Now, Father, we uh, uh, do pray for Carl, do help him to recover, to gain strength, to get back to normal life, and uh, bless Cheryl uh, in this whole process. <clears throat> we think of Stella, pray that you bless her in her own recuperation so many others uh, uh, Sarah's sister and brother uh, for their uh, health uh, and uh, spiritual benefit Lord we pray for them we do pray for those that have visited us here this morning and and then uh, tonight uh, for for those that are not with us we think of Tammy and uh, the gentleman that came in last Sunday and Sarah, uh, Lord, for uh, the the folks this morning, we do pray that you would work mightily in their lives and that the gospel, the good news, would come to them with joy and peace and comfort. Now, Father, we uh, seek your blessing upon the weak. We pray that you would walk with us in the power of thy Holy Spirit. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 (coughs) Thank you. <coughs>